Hello, Winternet. This is ESC Insight Calling. I'm Ewan Spence. And my name is Eric Struve Hansen. And this is another chat over coffee about Denmark. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome once more to our chats over coffee. Time to sit down with the movers and the shakers, sometimes in front of the microphone, on stage, sometimes behind the stage, but all contributing to the Eurovision Song Contest. As you heard there in the opening, joining us today, Extra Hansen. Welcome to the podcast, Eric. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you fit into this mad world of Eurovision. For the last... Um actually three years, but uh, actively, like, during the last two years, I've been the head of the Danish selection, Dansk Multicompri, and also head of Denmark when we go to the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm not head of delegation, but I'm, so I, I'm the one being responsible for the economy and in, in the big, uh, in the bigger scale, responsible. How much pressure do you feel then? Quite a lot of pressure, and uh, and of course it adds to the pressure when Denmark uh, don't doesn't qualify year after year, and now three times in a row. Uh, so um, the pressure is on, of course, but uh, but still it's also like, uh, and that's also what I love about Eurovision. It is uh, such a complex uh, circus to uh, to be a part of, where. You can't control everything. So even though you're very de determined, which we are, uh, and definitely will go into next year's Eurovision being, then you can't, you know, promise anything in in up, up front because everything can anything can happen when when you are in the Eurovision. But uh, but I do feel uh, quite a lot of pressure. I'm a big fan of the show myself. I've been since I was a child. Being responsible for for Denmark is uh, a big job. I think uh, it's not my only full time job uh, all year long, but it is a big part of it. So um, so I take it very very seriously, and 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 so do all the other uh, very very dedicated people working with it. What are your earliest Eurovision memories? Then you've been following it from a child. Oh, I think it it is um, maybe a race from Sweden, Digaloo Digalay. A Dane choosing Sweden. Are you really sure you want to go there? <laughs> yeah, no. But well, actually, that's that's my my earliest Eurovision memory. When it when you're talking Denmark, there were some big hits. Uh, one called Kröller eller ei in Danish uh, from uh, I guess maybe 1980 or from a, a legend of Danish, uh, uh, the Danish selection called Tommy Seabach. And I, I, I think that's that's my first memory. Uh, I, I was maybe uh, seven years old. What about television? How did you get involved in television? Well, that has been a long journey. I've been working for Danish Broadcasting Corporation for almost, uh, or actually a bit more than 20 years now. So, uh, and I've, I used to be a music journalist myself, doing uh, a lot of pop star interviews for radio, for TV, and also for written media with, you know, 
the big uh, pop and rock stars from the 90s and the zeros. Uh, and then I, I sort of uh, became more and more responsible and sort of grew in the in the job system here at Danish Broadcasting Corporation and became like uh, responsible for the youth department, but also doing a lot of uh, music programs there. And then two and a half year ago, or yeah, two years and a couple of months ago, I there was a big change in DR where also this position changed hands. Uh, and I got the offer and and didn't hesitate to say yes because it is really like uh, such a you know it has been a part of my my dreams for for years and also um, I've been following it so much and really really love your vision and uh, and also the Danish selection at Dance Multicompris and you know. I am a fan, so uh, I, I thought that's I'm I'm ready. Did you let Dr. know that you wanted that job, or did the offer come as a surprise? I think they they, they definitely knew from uh, you know me being quite uh, you know keen on it for for years, but uh, but it was a sort of uh, it is not the full job here, so. In a way, it, it was also, uh, yeah, great that it worked out that it that it sort of suited with the other uh, uh, parts of the job that I also take care of. So, um, so, so, so it was like, um, yeah, things worked out, and uh, and I I'm I'm very thankful for that. So I know just from doing podcasts and my own radio work that one of the great things you can do every year is you can take everything apart reset everything decide what to keep and decide what to change and that's a big part of melody grand prix this year that there are a lot of changes going on why why this year are there so many changes well uh, because we didn't qualify for three years in a row and uh because time's are changing and uh you know if, if you know it is like the eighth decade this show has been going on in denmark you know since the 50s so you have to to retune and rethink the whole thing uh once in a while to keep up to date and um after you know two years of experiencing uh firsthand what your vision is all about being in the middle of it from the epicenter of the show with the Danish delegation, me and, and also my colleagues being there learned so many things. Some of them have, have, uh, have been doing it for, 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 for many years. Some of us for a few years and, uh, yeah, I was quite new in the, in the whole, uh, business of it. And, uh, and it is quite a complex uh, size to deal with because there are so many factors that has to that that can and you know affect how it's going. And uh, the Danish selection, Danish Multicompli, is the is the biggest uh, entertainment show of the year in Denmark. It, it's watched by almost one-fifth of the population, and that's a lot uh, nowadays. You know, to, to keep that 
being such a big part of of Danish culture and Danish, you know, tradition, then of course we also had to do well at the Eurovision because they are uh, so 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 combined, and we have been very very disappointed with the with the Danish lack of success at Eurovision during the last three years, and of course we want to change that sort of history now. So we've really, really been working hard on it. And um, I hope you can see and hear that when you when you see the Danish show and hear the Danish songs uh, in January. There was another strategy. Well, we've worked on the strategy and we want to, to stick for, to it uh, a bit longer to see if it, if it works out. Uh, and that has been going on, you know, for I think for four years, I've, I've been the two years I've been working on the show. <clears throat> that was the strategy, and that was to reflect the Danish music scene, to reflect the variety of uh, of music genres and uh, different kind of acts that uh, the Danish music scene of today uh, has. And um, and what we've changed is. Uh, not being, you know, a reflection of it all and a lot of different genres, but really, really aiming on the genres in the Danish music scene that works in Eurovision. So we've been using quite a lot of time analyzing what works in Eurovision. We've been analyzing each result, each point given almost uh, during the last three years. Uh, really analyzing the acts and then uh, we've been doing uh, some briefs to uh, to the Danish music industry and to everybody who wanted to listen to them uh, and wanted to part- participate and said well we are open for everything but what we think will uh, succeed is big songs and you know the hyper uh, extreme well worked out pop song and that's what we now have eight uh, examples of i think it has also been like a build up because the last three years um has always has has, has also been a journey towards where we are now so um each year uh, some new people thought well this is interesting uh, both because of you know our approach to it, but also because what happens at Eurovision, where you can see so many stars uh, coming out uh, and so big streaming uh, numbers from, you know, the top five of uh, 2023 this year. The streaming numbers are like uh, Bonanza for Lorene and for Cha 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 and and the other the other top acts uh, and. And that's something everybody wants in the music industry because uh, it's not something you're just given uh, nowadays where so much so much music comes out. So, um, yeah, we've been working <clears throat> very dedicated on, you know, it, to tune in on what will work in the Eurovision. Why do you think those big streaming numbers have just turned up in the last year or two? Streaming's been around for close to a decade now. What's, what, what do you think's changed? 
well uh, first of all i i think the the music is is really really good at Eurovision and uh and the Eurovision is such uh it really has a big impact also on the youth and it's it has sort of revamped itself also i think it has been relevant in a new way through tiktok and through you know moneskin being rock stars and changing the game the whole ukraine year where you know it it became you know more than a music show and also with you know loreen making her comeback with such a, a great brilliant pop song and you you just can't discuss it is a, a great pop song and you know i think also the the level of uh, the quality level has uh, has has raised very very much and uh, and then it manages to be relevant to still new audiences and new uh, crowds with all the music that you have to listen to all the performers and all the acts coming into eurovision and dance melody grand prix what have the artists found what are the what are the artists thinking about this whole process and world there was they were a bit snobbish in in the danish music industry about being part of uh, eurovision and a part of the danish um, the danish selection you, you wanted to, to, to do your business in another way. Uh, that has been a struggle for, for quite a lot of, uh, uh, quite many years. And I, I guess you got, you know, similar periods in, in England uh, recently. <clears throat> that has changed uh, because that, um, you know, one of, one of the, the biggest Danish uh, pop stars uh, at the, at at the moment told me that he loves the show he loves your vision and for now it is the one of the only opportunities you have to travel with your music outside your country uh, because streaming uh, has sort of meant that so many thousand songs comes out in each country every day so to sort of be interesting for a German or Dutch or, you know, a Spanish market. It's it's almost impossible to get to, to cross the border nowadays. Earlier, when the selection was uh, another, where a record label only chose, you know, quite a very few acts and released them, it was easier because then you had like, oh, you can see this track record of, Aqua in Denmark. We want to to make that into a worldwide uh, success. Of course, that still happens, but it happens much more rarely. And Eurovision is one of the, f- the few chances you get to actually showcase who you are and your song and what you, why the the world needs you. So uh, so that has been a, a big game changer. That the realization of that and uh, to see, you know, how huge Loreen became again with, uh, with this year's performance and, uh, and her success. What about TV viewers? Obviously Denmark is a public service broadcaster. You, you, you talked earlier about bringing all types of music into Melody Grand Prix and now it's a little bit more focused. 
but still Danish. What are the viewer numbers like? Because because here in the UK, we've seen the audience numbers just climbing for the main show. Are you seeing that in Denmark as well? Well, uh, the numbers for the Danish uh, dance multi Prix, they are uh, very, very high. Uh, they are... Um, Last year, it was like the eleventh most, uh, the eleventh most viewed program of all programs in Denmark, including the World Cup, and when Denmark won Tour de France and so on. Really up there, uh, only beaten by big, big, big sports, uh, you know, uh, games and or matches, and one uh, drama series. Uh, of course, all uh, TV numbers are on a decline because of streaming and because of, you know, new uh, patterns of how we watch TV and uh, and screen at the moment. And I guess that's the case for, for every country. But when you take that out and just watch it, you watch the numbers come back, come, you know, compared to all, of, all, all other shows, it's still extremely popular. And it is like, it is similar to the Danish, you know, football soccer team when when they are doing a big match uh, and and a really important match. Uh, that's how it is when Denmark uh, is doing the Danish selection and when we are in Eurovision. Uh, so it's very very popular still. The Danish numbers for for Eurovision they are also uh, high, but of course it depends on. Um, whether Denmark is in the final or not. So that's, you know, also a reason why we want to 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 be a bigger to be a part of, you know, the big final and the, the actual big party. Part of the strategy you have is to choose music that you think will do very well at the song contest. But part of Melody Grand Prix is the public choosing the song. How how does that feel when you have all these plans and strategies and at the end of the day you have to ask the public which song shall we take? In Denmark, the selection is made by the public and and, and by a jury. And uh, in uh, next year, the jury will be half international. And uh, also to get really, really the Eurovision perspective and the jury will also, the Danish, there will be 20 people in the jury and they will all be Eurovision experts, really, you know, last year we had a great jury, but they were musicians that liked, uh, and music producers and so on that liked Eurovision, but they were not all of them. Uh, some of them were, but not all of them were experts. Now it is, uh, the jury votes with the expert, uh, set of mind. And, um, but of course, yes, uh, we don't know. And, and it's all up to, well, what will happen on the evening? Is there someone who's got, you know, problem with the boys or problem with the performance or, you know, everything can happen. And sometimes everything happens uh, <laughs> at uh, at this, uh, at Eurovision or at uh, Dance Multi Grand Prix. So, um, so our... Uh, our solution for that is to to have eight songs that really we really believe in all of them, and uh, and and uh, so so yeah, I'll be proud traveling with all of them 
and um, yeah, and I'm and I, I really can't figure out which one will win. It it is it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be over the top on the evening to to see what which one will win. It's I just can't tell. How do you balance being a TV producer of one of Denmark's biggest shows of the year and that young boy who remembers watching the hoorays going, I'm working on Eurovision. How Those two different sides of you coming together on one show. Well, it is like a dream come true and it is, it is fantastic. And it is, uh, you know, more, you, you actually, you just can't imagine what it is like. Also, also some of the downsides of it, you know, when I'm also the one, that has to go to the press in Denmark and, you know, also to the international press if they're interested at, at fan sites and, and fan medias and so on and sort of defend what happened when when we, uh, when we Denmark doesn't qualify. So, uh, and that's quite massive to, massive to say, to say it mildly. Uh, it's three years, uh, no, not three years. It's, it's, it's like three days of, of very, very uh, hard work, but that's a part of my job. And, uh, and of course, uh, so I'm, yeah, that's just, just how it is and how it should be because, of course, we are all, you know, disappointed when, when, it, when, it, when we don't succeed. And also from being a, a country that during the years has, uh, you know, was very strong. Uh, then um, we have to to be that again in the Eurovision, of course. And that all starts with the new changes, the new music, and the excitement that is going to come from twenty twenty four's Melody Grand Prix. Eric, yeah, it looks like it is going to be a refresh of the format. You, I can see you're excited. It's just like I've yeah. heard the eight. I haven't heard the eight, and it's just like I can feel that already. So, fingers crossed for a wonderful show. But for now, thanks very much for joining us in the podcast and letting us know what's coming up. Thank you. This Eurovision chat over coffee was hosted by you and Spence with DRZ Hansen. Find out more at www.escinside.com and www.dr.dk. Mm-hmm.